I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And this is the first video in a series entitled Perspectives on a Transitioning Market. And I am so grateful to be joined today by my friend Shelly Schmitz out of Vancouver. I'll let Shelly introduce herself in a minute. But Shelly is going to help me throughout this entire video series as we interview other industry professionals who will help guide Washington Realtors to better service consumers during this transitioning market, helping consumers to achieve their goals of buying and selling homes and helping you to achieve your goal of remaining successful in the real estate industry. And so the first perspective you're going to hear is that of Shelley's. And I'm so, like I said, so grateful that Shelley has joined us because Shelley brings with her 30 years of experience. And in that time, I suspect you've seen a market shift or two. Many, many, yeah. Shelley uh, currently manages 370 brokers? Yes. Yeah. So Shelley, go ahead and tell us uh, where you're from okay. and what, your, what your, your, your firm's name, just a little bit about yourself, and then we're gonna launch right into talking about this shifting market and your perspective on it. So I'm Shelley Schmitz with Keller Williams Premier Partners in Vancouver, Washington. Um, of course, that's Clark County, and we serve as Clark County, Cowlitz, Skamania are kind of our primary. It's kind of a big area. And like you said, I've been doing this for 30 years, and I will say one of the little things about that is I have had great mentors that I've been able to lean on. And I think that's why I've been able to make it this long. Okay, so, so in your 30 years, you're a manager right now, obviously, mm -hmm. designated broker, right? Mm -hmm. Have you also been boots on the ground selling real estate? Oh, yes, oh yes. So I've been on the management side uh, only for nine years, okay. and the rest has been boots on the ground, yep. And I, and I still do sales today. Um, I think I need to, to still stay relevant and to really understand what is going on. Okay, so for 30 years you've made a living in this business. Yes. All right, with that then, and understanding that you've been through a shift or two, I want to speak today to brokers who have not only joined our industry in the last 10 years, because if you've joined the industry in the last 10 years, you're familiar with a, um, hasn't always been exactly the same market, but a very seller, favored market, um, constantly increasing in the seller's favor over the last 10 years. And I suspect that you have seen markets that don't always necessarily so heavily favor the seller. Yes. And I suspect that you've seen the market itself go in and out of buyer markets, seller markets, and somewhere in between. Yes. So as you look, oh, I'm sorry. So I want to talk to those brokers who are new in less than years. I also want to talk to the brokers who might have been licensed for more than 10 years, but who haven't been through a shift for a long time. Right. Or maybe haven't been through as many shifts as you have. Shelly, as you look at the shift that's already started and is coming, are you worried? Are you fearful? I am not fearful. I th and I would mm. like to say to everyone, don't be fearful. Um, I always tell people it's a checkup from the neck up. So it's all starts with your mindset. 
And if you look at this market as, okay, it's not going to be like it was yesterday. I need to figure out what I need to know. And then I need to start doing the steps to keep me to be able to keep going forward and being able to help my brokers and clients. And so it, it all starts with mindset and no one should have fear. Okay. What do you think is the best tool for a broker to overcome the fear? What does a broker need to do in order to know that they can face the market every day with confidence? They need to surround themselves with people who have been through a shift. And if you don't have people around you that have been through a shift, surround yourself with people who are at least trying to figure out how to move forward. So it's not the sky is falling, doom and gloom, this is horrible, but more like, okay, the shift is coming, we can see uh, some of the reasons why, and now let's figure out how do we help our clients move through this shift. So if you have more of a forward-thinking mindset on that, you will survive this. So let's talk about clients then specifically. Let's start with sellers. And I'm, and I'm seeing this discussion with you maybe taking two videos. Let's talk about sellers in this video and then in a second video, let's let's have this a very similar discussion about buyers. Okay. When when you're thinking about this shifting market, sellers are going from being the king in the market to still being a big player, mm-hmm. but not holding quite the position of authority that they have for the last several years. What do brokers need to know to successfully work with sellers in today's market and in the market that's likely coming? Okay. First thing is you need to know how to price a home. Pricing a home today is not like how we did it yesterday. So you need to understand how to price a home properly and then how to um, look at the market and explain it to a seller. Because you can have a lot of knowledge, but you also have to know how do I share my knowledge to where my client understands so that they can make good decisions. And so pricing is number one, knowing what's going on with your market, understanding all the different pieces like uh, financing, the appraisal process, all of that, because we're going to have different things showing up that we didn't have before. And then know your forms, right? It is so important to understand the forms. We are now seeing forms that we didn't use much before. We are now seeing more of that. And you need to understand from the seller side, if a buyer sends you this form, how does this work? And is this good for the seller? Okay, so let's break this down a little bit. Uh, You started out by talking about pricing and how important it is for the broker to understand pricing. When you meet with a seller today, does that does the seller sometimes bring baggage oh, into yes. that conversation? You know, my neighbor sold their property, looks a lot like mine just a year ago, and it sold for more than you're telling me my property's worth, or it sold, you know, the day it hit the market, or anything like that? Yes, so one of the first um, things you should be talking to sellers about is, what what is your understanding of our market? get a feel for where they're at with, um, cause they may still think we're in the market we had in March. Um, and so once you know what they're thinking, then you can explain to them, here's what it is today. And, and, and just really help them understand also how we got here. 
So you can say that prices are leveling or prices are starting to go down, but they always want to know the why in it. And if they don't know the why, it's going to be too hard for them to make good decisions. They're going to want yesterday's prices. Okay. And you can explain that only if, going back to what you said, if you know how to price. So you've got to be able to know your own market mm -hmm. so that you can give them the data they need to understand why you're giving them the numbers you're giving them. Is that right? Correct. And, and with knowing your market, you should know how many listings are coming on maybe weekly or daily, uh, how many homes are going pending, uh, your average days on market, and what, what does that mean to them? Um, how many months of inventory do we have? All the things that brokers talk about, you should be sharing with your client. And then at times you may have to give them the definition too, because we kind of use terminology that they may not be familiar with. But the better educated your client is, the better the decisions you and your client can make, and it's probably gonna be a smoother transaction. Okay, so I wanna pick up two things from here. It sounds to me like you're saying you wanna help set expectations for your seller. Yes. But I also, here's another thing that I just heard you saying, a broker in today's market might have to work harder than they had to work in the previous market. And what I'm saying about, what, what I'm meaning by that with this particular statement, and I'm, and I'm guessing this might become a theme as we move through this series. But what I just heard you say is, is you know, in yesterday's market, seller just had to list their house and they were going to get in most markets and if the property was priced properly they're going to get m most likely multiple offers what i just heard you say is that the broker is going to have to do a lot more work going in to make sure that that seller not only prices property but understands how and why what's likely to happen is going to happen so, so let's talk about that then, setting expectations for the seller. It is setting those expectations and managing them. Okay, tell so me about when, that. So when you go in and you're setting the expectations, seller, this is what is going on in the market. Um, he, you, you, well, this is a good price for your home, but if we don't have a sale in let's say 10 days, then we're gonna have to talk a potential price uh, change. So set what those expectations will look like you are going to probably have to say, hey, I can't guarantee you you're going to get multiple offers or that you're even going to get an offer above asking like we used to in the previous market. So you want to set that so that they understand that what happened yesterday may not be happening today. And then from there, you want to remind them as you're going through this process because they're going to look at you and nod and go, yeah, yeah, and then five days from now when they don't have an offer they're going to get frustrated and you just have to kindly remind them we talked about this here are those expectations so that you can keep everything as level as you can okay so managing expectations starts with setting expectations yes you can't go back to them a week or two or even four weeks later and say remember we talked about this at the time you listed the property if you haven't talked about this at the time you listed Correct. the property, right? And being able to say, remember we talked about this at the time, is critical to then being able to help them keep proper focus a month later when their property hasn't sold. Right. Is that right? Right. And if, if people understand, here is the process, here are things that could happen, and then they do happen, they're gonna be like, okay, yeah, you told us. 
But if you say this could happen and it doesn't, they're that story that had multiple offers, sold above asking, because that's, that's still out there. They're gonna be like, oh my gosh, this is so wonderful, right? You don't wanna be- You exceed expectations. You exceed it, yep. And you don't wanna be doom and gloom, just be real with them. Um, but setting those proper expectations, following up, and I wouldn't say don't, like you talk about it on day one and then you don't talk about it for 10, 14 days again. You, you need to keep lightly revisiting that. So okay, that so wait a minute, Shelly, I'm sorry. I, I don't wanna lose this and I have a mm -hmm. tendency to lose a train of thought. You don't wanna be doom and gloom. I think that what you just said is so important. If somebody's trying to win the listing and they go and they say, oh, the market, you know, they're not gonna get that listing, right? Right. So what you're saying is you've got to, a broker's gotta find the perfect marriage between setting expectations, realistically setting expectations, but also encouraging and being enthusiastic with the seller about the prospect of getting their home sold. Here's why I'm the best broker in the marketplace to help you sell your home. Yes, the market today isn't what it was yesterday, but, but we're gonna embrace the market as it stands. And you can do that if, you're, if you've got the background and the, the data, the information, knowledge is power, that kind of thing, right? And I think that's key, knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. When you have knowledge, you will not have fear and you will be confident. And a client wants a confident person in front of them. Okay. And when I say confident, though, I'm not talking cocky. I'm just saying, you, you're relaxed. You're like, you know what? We can do this, right? Here's how it works. And it, it is so important that you, when understanding also our market, that we are still in a seller's market. And yet it is a better market for the buyer today but we're still in a strong okay, seller's market. It's a better market than it used to be for the buyer. Yes. But it's still a seller's market. It's still a seller's market. Okay. There's a lot of positive out there in our market. This is not the sky is falling. This is not 2008. Right. So we are, we are not there. And I don't think most forecasters think we're going there. No. I would yeah. hope not. I, I even look at it and I'll just kind of throw this out, but I've had people say prices could go down 20%, 30%. And I'm like, well, it, let's just say they did that. That's 2019, 2020. Uh, those are good years, <laughs> right? So to me, once again, that's another reason why there's no fear. Because okay. even when we do go backwards, if you're going to call it that, it was still good. The market went up so much that if we come down a little bit, we're still good. Help sellers understand that that's still not a scary thing. Okay, before we leave this conversation with sellers, you've talked about pricing, you've talked about a lot of the um, initial setting, expectation setting and managing the expectations. Do, is there a conversation you need to have with sellers up front about what may happen in the negotiations? Are negotiations today looking something different than they did in the past market? Yes, so thank you for that. So we are taking buy or sell contingencies now, right? Those are coming in. A buyer's like, I will buy your home, but I do have to sell mine. In the past, last couple of years, sellers weren't needing to take those because we had cash offers or people at least didn't have that contingency. Now we're seeing more people with that contingency. So sellers, this is how this works. Okay, so as buyers gain some strength in the market, buyers are being more bold with the demands they're making in the transaction. Right. So 
I've always had to sell my home, but in the past I might not have included a home sale contingency to be more competitive, but now I want to protect myself in the transaction. I'm going to include my home sale contingency because I, I believe there's the potential that I'm going to be competing against fewer or even no buyers in this Correct. transaction. Closing costs. We're now starting to see that a bit. Buyers are like, hey seller, I'll pay you that price, but can you help me with my closing costs? We didn't. And we didn't even have that hardly in March. Um, so it, we are seeing them coming in with different terms and they're not bad terms. These are actually for us old timers. These are actually terms that are everyday terms for us, yeah. right? We're, we're kind of becoming a little bit more normal. Uh, but if you're not familiar with this, you need to know how this works in the forms. Um, you know, I, I had a broker come to me a couple weeks ago and goes, I've never had to ask for closing costs. My buyer wants to do that. Where do I find that in the forms again? You know, it's that, that kind of stuff. So you want to kind of refresh on That's how okay. that is. I had a designated broker in the Seattle area ask me if I could teach to his firm how to use an inspection contingency because he has brokers in the firm who have been selling for several years who have never used an inspection contingency. Yeah. So you're right. It's much more normal over the history of the industry for buyers to include inspection contingencies and, and even ask for closing costs and home sale contingencies when necessary. Okay, um, Shelly, I want to wrap this video. Uh, let's come back in the next video and have the same conversation about buyers uh, and how brokers can work with buyers in this shifting market with confidence um, and, and to achieve success. Perfect. If you have questions on this topic or any other, please visit warealtor.org, follow the link to the legal hotline, and ask me a question. Thank you for being a Washington Realtor member.